Welcome to this week's episode of the You Tell Me Show. Sorry about the hiatus, but a brother needed a vacation and Myrtle Beach gave me a well-needed rest and weekend relaxation. But now it's back to the lab. On this week's episode, we're going to discuss the retirement of Carmelo Anthony. We're going to continue our segment with Charlie Hustle and DJ Greg Nice, formerly of the TCB crew, and we'll have our moment in black history. We have some music from our artist contributors, Lex and Jay Clancy, which I know you're going to love. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Professor Kaz saying welcome to the You Tell Me Show. How you going to sit on the sideline to be your own boss, make up your own mind? Find time to shine and uplift My brothers and sisters co-shooting the gift This world is in an uproar And it's time for us to break down the door Stand up in equality Now fight for yours Man, you tell me And you tell me And you tell me And you tell me And you tell me Welcome to the You Tell Me Show, the show where we discuss some of the most interesting topics from the previous week. That's the You Tell Me Show featuring Professor Kaz. Carmelo Anthony is one of the NBA's all-time great players and ambassadors, said NBA Commissioner Adam Silver in a statement last Monday. We congratulate him on a remarkable 19-year career and look forward to seeing him in the Hall of Fame. Melo, as he is commonly known as, retires as the number nine scorer in league history. Only LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Karl Malone, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Dirk Nowitzki, Wilt Chamberlain, and Shaquille O'Neal score more points than him. He's retiring with 28,289 points. Melo is also retiring as one of the 75 greatest players in NBA history, a 10-time All-Star, a past scoring champion, and a six-time All-NBA selection. He never won an NBA championship, but he knew what it was like to be a champion. He was the most outstanding player of the Final Four in 2003 when he led Syracuse to the national championship. He also won three gold medals for Team USA in Beijing, London, and Rio de Janeiro. He played in more Olympic games than any other player with 31. He also has the record for points scored in the Olympic game with 37 against Nigeria in 2012. He has two other Olympic records as well, 10 three-pointers in a game. He was also 13 for 13 from the foul line against Argentina in 2008. Melo was quoted as saying, I remember the days when I had nothing, just a ball on the court and a dream of something more, but basketball was my outlet. My purpose was strong, my communities, the cities I represented with pride, and the fans that supported me along the way. I am forever grateful for those people and places because they made me Carmelo Anthony. Anthony was drafted by the Denver Nuggets with the third overall pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. That draft also included LeBron James at number one, 
Hall of Famer Chris Bosh at number four, and soon-to-be Hall of Famer Dwayne Wade at number five. Anthony would join them in the Hall of Fame before too long. He spent his next six seasons with the New York Knicks after being traded in 2011. Carmelo has long raved about playing for the Knicks and what it was like playing at Madison Square Garden, especially as a kid who was born in Brooklyn. The Garden, Anthony said in 2014, they call it the Mecca for a reason. After a couple of seasons in Portland, he landed with the Lakers in August of 2021. That season mostly fell flat as the Lakers went 33-49 and and missed the playoffs altogether. He said in his retirement address that he's looking forward to watching the development of his son, Keon, a highly rated high school shooting guard. People ask me what I believe my legacy is, Anthony said. It's not my feats on the court that come to mind, all the awards or all the praise, because my story has always been more than basketball. My legacy, my son, I will forever continue through you. The time has come for you to carry the torch. Carmelo averaged 22.5 points a game in his 19 remarkable seasons in the NBA. Melo, you will be missed, and we look forward to seeing what the future holds for you. Whatever it is, I'm sure you're going to excel. This is Professor Cass, and we'll be right back on the You Tell Me Show. Yo, I need somewhere to go to get my vocals recorded, get some photographs taken, and shoot some video. I wish I knew a company that did all of that. You've never heard of the Street Artist Media Group? No. Who's a street artist? The street artist is in Columbia, South Carolina. They do photography, audio, video, and podcasting. You should check them out. Well, how do I get in contact with them? I could use them for a lot of things that I need to get done. Look them up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Spotify. You can even email them at streetartistllc at streetartist.com. Ask for the professor. He'll be sure to help you out. Thanks for the info. I'm going to contact the street artist and get all of my creative needs taken care of. That's the street artist, your one-stop shop for all your media needs. Situation made me savage. Single parent household, barely see my parents. Uh. Shooting BBs at the loud hoes. Stupid shit with terrorists. Uh. I'm selling out them downloads. The hustle was a parent. It's worth the chances when your purpose damaged. I was building that bread from my circumstances. In a city kid.
do it all. I didn't lose me. Never played follow the leader. I went my own way. This next segment is a continuation with our discussion with DJ Greg Nice along with Charlie Hustle from the TCB crew on the history of hip hop in upstate New York. Let's listen back in. And then we rubbing, we rubbing elbows and shoulders with Steve Harvey, Jonathan Slocum, Matthew Knows, right? Uh, um, Whitten Marcellus, he the one started the deal. He broke the deal. That whole shit was surreal with with him, man. Just watching that shit unfold, listening to the interviews on DKX, listening to the song playing on Sundays and shit. Like, I never listened to fucking DKX on Sunday, but when Sean's record started playing, I felt like I was a part of that. Right. And like, yeah, we just broke the gospel. And I, I, I even knew then that like gospel and country and shit like that, that's where you sell a hundred million albums and shit. Yep. They don't pirate shit. You know what yep. I'm saying? And it's a whole yep. different, it's a different. You know what I'm saying? You just you know hit it on the head. You know they not stealing nothing. They actually go out and support well, their yeah, genre. That's like why so many people prefer to be overseas. 
Like that part, Japan huh? eats fucking hip hop the fuck up. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And they actually support. Oh. They actually pay to oh, yeah. buy merch. Yeah. Man, well, that's like Ryan Leslie. He's one of the dopest fucking artists I ever knew in my life. And he canceled hey, the U.S. and we went overseas. Sat up here and he's still Ryan getting Leslie fucking night. money. We had we sat up here and had a Ryan Leslie. The US, the US could we ain't watched nothing but Ryan Leslie videos the whole night, and that that was another reason I kind of like just fell back from being a producer. Because when you see and hear certain shit, it just makes you feel like he's just so inadequate. It's magic, man. Yeah. This guy, he like Liberace of fucking R and B and hip hop and shit, man. Like the shit he was doing, phenomenal. The, 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 just the killer, the, just the killer. Like he, the rubbing in your face, shit. When he sent out for the miniature fucking the trumpet. trumpet. Yeah, he was making a beat and he was. He, I need the sound. He thought I need about the sound. the sound. And he literally got the courier to fucking directly bring his shit to the door. This little ass pocket sized trumpet. And he played that shit. He plays every fucking shit. That. That's some Prince shit. I'm about to say, that's some Prince shit. He like, no, he like Prince, like for real, for real, man. He like Prince. But yeah, he took and his shit over. He, like, they, he, because he realized how talented he was right. and how much he was really worth and that, how to. You U.S. is fucking that. him, fucking him royal, <laughs> fucking him royal, and then wanted him like, okay, we want you to do this. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in this zone right here. About, no, like, yeah, he talked about that shit heavy, and he's like, yo, I went over to Europe, and now I control everything. I, everything I do is mine, hundred percent. This nigga, man, he, he, yo, he checked, yo, quiet as his cap. He changed the sound of hip hop. And people will never acknowledge that shit. That, the shit that he did was the beginning of the change of hip hop. Yeah, and like, my generation is the last to know who he is. <laughs> no, literally. Nobody, yo. You don't even hear no. You don't even hear no Ryan Leslie on a throwback mix. Who is Ryan Leslie? Matter of fact, that's what I'm going to do next week. If it wasn't so late, I'd have throw some songs at night next week. And I'm going to get on the shit talking about it first. I'm gonna play some Ryan. I'm gonna yeah, open up the show doing shit. some Ryan Leslie crazy shit. So that, yo, explain that, who who explain who's Ryan Leslie? The dopest fucking artist, producer, engineer, <laughs> musician. <laughs> Name did, some uh, tracks that he did. He did a lot of work for Cassie. That was like his breakout artist that he worked with. Um, who else did he work with? Shit, his own solo projects is fucking fire. He did shit for Beyonce. He did a lot of shit. He was like the kept like a kept secret, like how like Neo writing for other people, or like the Dream, for instance. Nobody knew who the Dream was, but he he got so much work like from way back when. He was, oh, wow. like, that, that's scary. And that's just another excerpt of the conversation that I had with DJ Greg Nice and Charlie Hustle, formerly of the TCB crew, and Severe of Severe Creations. If you don't know who Ryan Leslie is, I would implore you to go out and check him out. We'll be right back on the You Tell Me Show. The young men and women of upstate New York are lucky to have a community program called Don't Cheat, Go Hard. Don't Cheat, Go Hard teaches our youth to give maximum effort in everything they do. Charles B. Coe Sr. and Jr. know the true definition of don't cheat, go hard. That's why they founded the program. If you want your child to learn the right skills and get the proper mentoring to be successful in anything they choose to do in life, call Charles and Charles. Just leave a message on our message board at Anchor FM under the You Tell Me Show 
or look us up on Facebook at Street Artists LLC. You can also send us email correspondence at streetartistsllc at streetartist.com. Remember, the definition of cheating is to act dishonestly or unfairly to gain an advantage. The definition of going hard is doing something with 100% maximum effort. Don't cheat, go hard. Apply this to all things in life and watch good things happen. Welcome back to the You Tell Me Show. Up next are our moments in black history. On May the 2nd of 1920, the Indianapolis ABCs beat the Chicago Giants 4-2 in the first game played in the inaugural season of the Negro National League, played at Washington Park in Indianapolis. In the late 19th century, the baseball color line developed in professional baseball, excluding African Americans from league play. So in 1885, the Cuban Giants formed the first professional black baseball team. The first league, the National Colored Baseball League, was organized strictly as a minor league but failed in 1887 after only two weeks because of low attendance. After several decades of mostly independent play by a variety of teams, in 1920, the first Negro National League was formed, and ultimately seven major leagues existed at various times over the next 30 years. After integration, the quality of the Negro League slowly deteriorated, and the Negro American League of 1951 is generally considered the last major league season. The last professional club, the Indianapolis Clowns, operated as a humorous sideshow rather than competitively from the mid-1960s to the 1980s. And there you have a brief history of American Negro League Baseball. Moving right along, also in May, the original group of 13 freedom fighters, seven African Americans and six whites, left Washington, D.C. on a Greyhound bus on May 4th of 1961. Their plan was to reach New Orleans, Louisiana on May 17th to commemorate the 7th anniversary of the Supreme Court Brown v. Board of Education decision which ruled that segregation of the nation's public schools was unconstitutional. The group traveled through Virginia and North Carolina drawing little public notice. The first violent incident occurred on May 12th in Rock Hill, South Carolina. John Lewis, an African-American seminary student and member of the Student Nonviolence Coordinating Committee with Freedom Rider and World War II veteran Albert Bigelow and another black rider were viciously attacked as they attempted to enter a whites-only waiting area. The next day, the group reached Atlanta, Georgia, where some of the riders split off onto a trailways bus. On May 14th, 1961, the Greyhound bus was the first to arrive in Anniston, Alabama. There, an angry mob of about 200 white people surrounded the bus, causing the driver to continue past the bus station. The mob followed the bus in automobiles, and when the tires on the bus blew out, someone threw a bomb into the bus. The Freedom Riders escaped the bus as it burst into flames, only to be brutally beaten by members of the surrounding mob. The second bus, a trailways vehicle, traveled to Birmingham, Alabama, and those riders were also beaten by an angry white mob, many of whom brandished metal pipes. Birmingham Public Safety Commissioner Bull Connor stated that although he knew the Freedom Riders were arriving and violence awaited them, he posted no police protection at the station because it was Mother's Day. 
Photographs of the burning Greyhound bus and the bloody riders appeared on the front pages of newspapers throughout the country and around the world the next day, drawing international attention to the Freedom Riders' cause and the state of race relations in the United States. As quiet as it's kept, the violence that was shown on television and in the newspapers of incidents like this as well as the televised visions of teenagers being sprayed with water hoses and bitten by canine dogs was what really caused the nonviolent civil rights movement to really gain momentum. And there you have our moments in black history. We'll be right back on the You Tell Me Show. Inside my arguments, they hate that I don't show ignorance when I talk to them. Hate me cause I'm black and I show a layer of common sense. But I still make mistakes. I still try to push through myself on my plate. Or step outside of my place. Or trying to play it safe. Uh, always in the rush when I know that life ain't a race. I'm kinda stuck in my ways. Uh, saying for excuses, just trying to make a case that I'm really different. Mentally really distant. Lyrically at a peak where I seriously push ambitions. Hearing me when I speak is so different than when they listen. That's why I make the music they listen to when they sipping That's why I made the song for the people not cherry picking I get it, that music is a place of variety Make me wanna switch it up, it's a mix so they buy me I'm not trapping on the street, ain't nobody supplying me Used to work at Mickey D's, I'm so glad they hired me See, I'm trying to be the best me I can be See, I'm trying to be over them seas See, I'm trying to make a hundred million dollars with the whole YP Call the legend like the late Ali And I'ma plant my seed, even if I have the D.I.E. And be known as the B.Y.P. as L.E.X., huh? Welcome back to the show. This mess has got me boiling. Do y'all remember Amanda Gorman? She was the young black woman that wrote and performed the acclaimed poem, The Hill We Climb, for President Joe Biden's inauguration. Well, the poem was removed from the elementary section of a Miami-Dade County public school after a parent complained that it's not educational and has sick, indirect hate messages. The complaint also said keeping the poem will cause confusion and indoctrinate students. Really? indoctrinate students? This same ignorant parent complained about Love to Langston, a poetry-based biography of black poet Langston Hughes, the ABCs of black history, and then two more books, those being about Cuba. The poem's removal is the latest consequence of a Florida law that requires an approval of books in classrooms and grants any parent the power to complain about specific works. Under Governor Ron DeSantis, Florida has used this and other parental right laws to ban works on LGBTQ issues, social justice, and even math textbooks. Come on, what could be the problem with a math textbook? I wrote The Hill We Climb so that all young people could see themselves in a historical moment. Ever since, I've received countless letters and videos from children inspired by The Hill We Climb to write their own poems 
Robbing children of the chance to find their voices in literature is a violation of their right to free thought and free speech. I don't know. You tell me. What do you think about them removing her poem from the curriculum? With that being said, we come to the end of another episode of the You Tell Me Show. On this week's episode, we discussed the retirement of Carmelo Anthony. We had our continued conversation with DJ Greg Nice and Charlie Hustle with the TCB crew, and we had our moment in black history. Let's give a special shout out to Jay Clancy and Lex for allowing us to feature their music. Please look for the You Tell Me Show on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and Spotify. Also, go check out the Street Artists LLC YouTube channel. Please don't forget to press that support button so we can continue to bring you our content. This is Professor Cass saying peace and love from the You Tell Me Show. Gonna sit on the sideline to be your own boss, make up your own mind. Find time to shine and uplift. My brothers and sisters co-shooting the gift. This world is in an uproar, and it's time for us to break down the door. Stand up in equality, now fight for yours, man. You tell me. And 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 you tell me.